Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Excited to be in here. It's cold, but it's dry. And I'm excited to talk a little sports this morning. As a lot of stuff goes on on Fridays. Because we get to talk about not only what happened on Thursday, some, some things that are happening on Friday, but get to preview what could be a really awesome weekend. As, as really... Everything's going on this weekend. Uh, you, you've got uh, Lady Vols are playing. Men have Florida at home. Uh, the Vol, the Lady Vols are on the road, but they're playing this weekend. The Men Vols are on the on at home against Florida. The baseball team has a three game series this weekend uh, that that you'll want to see as these guys are just cranking them out um, each and every night. And then uh, of course. High school is starting the region tournament in a lot of areas, and in, in our own uh, Red Rebels uh, will be at home on Saturday night to take on the Carnes Beavers. So uh, a lot of lot of good things to do this weekend if you're out and about. Uh, a lot of things good to watch if you want to get out there. And I didn't even talk about XFL, but we will later. So a lot of, lot to be had and a lot to be done. But let's let's kind of recap Thursday before we get on into this great weekend. But happy Friday out there to you. But the Lady Vols last night on senior night took care of the Ole Miss Rebels 77-66. to uh, A closer game than the first matchup, but it doesn't take much to, to, to get that result as the first matchup was 84-28 to in favor of the Lady Vols. But nonetheless, on senior night, 77-66 to was the final. And if you look at the recap, Lady Vols got a big upset-minded Ole Miss team off the uh, the docket on that deal, 77-66. to Junior Renaya Davis was Tennessee's leading scorer. She had her 28th career double-double with 19 points, 11 rebounds. Freshman Tamari Key and sophomore Ray Burrell uh, was also in double figures. Key scored 17, Burrell finished with 14. Ole Miss, 7-21 now on the season. 0-15 in conference play was led by Deja Cage and Mimi Reed, who posted 22 and 21 points, respectively. Burrell scored Tennessee's first seven points, going three of four on field goals in just the first five minutes of competition or play. A sparked a 15-0 run by the Big Orange, which also included a team-high eight for Tamari Key. At the end of the first quarter, UT led 20-9, with four different players scoring for the Lady Vols defensively. Tennessee did a good job holding Old Miss to an icy 21.1% shooting and out-rebounded the Rebels 15-9. In the second quarter, the Lady Vols forced, forced an early timeout from Old Miss after stringing together another big run featuring freshman Jesse Reney's second three-pointer of the game and a lay-in from Renia Davis. UT kept going and surged to build that lead to a 9-0 run, holding the Rebels to no points over four and a half minutes. Ole Miss responded late in the second quarter, going on a little bit of a run of their own, 7 to nothing run by the, the Rebels, holding Tennessee without a field goal for the last two minutes. 
to cut Tennessee's lead 37-28 to heading into the locker room. Uh, Key led Tennessee with 12 points in seven minutes of play in the first half while Renai Davis recorded a team-high seven rebounds. Jordan Horston tallied five assists in the first half, and UT out-rebounded Ole Miss 25-16. Ole Miss opened up the third quarter with a three-pointer, cutting Tennessee's lead to six. Key scored UT's first points of the half, making a bucket to break that streak midway through the third. The Rebels' hot shooting from long range cut the UT's lead to three, but the Lady Vols took back control of the game via a 5-0 run that let that be as close as the game ever got, extending Tennessee's lead to 50-42. to With four seconds to go in the third quarter, Brown took a charge, her 12th of the season, to give Tennessee the ball back. The quarter ended with a last-second bucket from way beyond the arc by Renia Davis, improving UT's advantage to 15 entering the fourth quarter. Davis scored an early bucket in the fourth, but it was it was countered by a little bit of a surge, back-to-back threes by Ole Miss, and the Big Orange stiffened uh, their defense and prevented a good comeback as the Lady Vols scored seven more points to keep at least a nine-point lead for the remainder of the game. Overall, UT out-rebounded Ole Miss 45-27 to and held the Rebels to just a mere 37.8% shooting percentage. The bench contributed 47 points and outscored the Rebels 34-18 to from inside the paint. Those are stats that win basketball games. Up next for the Lady Vols, they will close out the regular season on the road, heading to Auburn on Sunday. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. 3.05 Eastern time start, and the, it will also, of course, be on uh, SEC Network and will be on the Lady Vol Network. Tennessee seniors Lou Brown and Kamara Harris were honored before the contest. Uh, on the summit, both were will earn master's degrees in communication and electronic media from UT before they're done. The Lady Vols stung, uh, strung together a 15-0 run in the first quarter against Ole Miss. It marked their fourth longest run of the season and 19th time they've managed to run a 10 or more points in this season. Jesse Rene went 2 of 3 from beyond the arc against Ole Miss, moving her season shooting percentage to 48.9%. She is shooting at the at an even higher rate in SEC play, hitting 57.1% beyond the arc. She went 5 of 6 from three-point range in two games against the Rebels this season. Cashing it in from the line for the second time in three games, Tennessee shot 80% or better from the line, hitting 16 of 19 attempts against Ole Miss. The team previously hit 8 of 9 uh, against Arkansas. So, uh, again, really good output from the free throw stripe. Lou taking charge. Redshirt junior or redshirt senior Lou Brown drew her 12th charge of the season. The total leads the team and ties UT's total for the 2018-2019 season. Caller double-double Davis as Renai Davis recorded her 28th career double-double against Ole Miss, 19 points, 11 rebounds. She is now just one double-double away from tying Bashara Graves for 10th all-time among Lady Vols. So that's a that's high company in that top 10 for Lady Vols. But you look at the Lady Vols and, and you go to the box score. Uh, I always want to look at this if you're, if you're watching Lady Vols and the youth that is uh, the Lady Vols. They forced – 12 turnovers for Ole Miss and had 12 of their own. So a balanced attack right there. A lot of times that is a big advantage 
for the opponent for Tennessee this season. So the fact that they, they kept that down to 12, and really if you look at it, no player had more than two. And, and, in, and in Division One college basketball, to force a turnover, that's what they're there for. So I don't ever think you're going to have a game where you have like one turnover. You're going to have more than that because the other kids on the on the floor, they're on scholarship as well. So I think I think what they've been able to do and really close that up. I, I know Ole Miss wasn't; they're not the the upper tier of of women's college basketball. But I, I think against anybody, the fact that you can play a cleaner game, you can shoot a better game. You got to take advantage of those. Tennessee had three players in double figures: Renia Davis, Ray Burrell, and Tamari Key. Uh, 19, 14, and 17, respectively, and had contribution off the bench uh, from Jaden McCoy with six points, Jordan Hoiston with six points, Kashiana Kushkitawa, I always have to pause and do that one, seven points off the bench, and then, uh, of course, Lou Brown as a starter, two points on the night in 26 minutes. Her, her defensive prowess is what keeps her uh, on the floor more times than not. But nonetheless, uh, you look at uh, what they were able to do. Uh, held held Ole Miss to 18 points in the paint, only six points off those 12 turnovers, uh, and then they 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 scored 22 points off the bench. Uh, Tennessee uh, had 34 points in the paint, 12 points off those 12 turnovers, and ha- got 42 contributed points off the bench. But Tennessee in control most of the game last night, as they want to be, uh, heading down the stretch. Uh, they they hold their own fate. Uh, as you look ahead uh, to what they've got against Auburn coming up Sunday to close out the regular season, uh, Auburn is is a place that's been tough for Tennessee in, in general, whether that's football, whether that's basketball, what have you. Uh, it's been tough for, for, for the Orange to go down there and have a ton of success. But, but this women's – the Lady Tigers are – I guess they're the Lady Tigers because the whole Tiger War Eagle – uh, Auburn, odd la la. Uh, that uh, it always gets me. Tennessee, ten and sixteen is what the lady Lady Tigers are. Uh, they're four and eleven in conference play. They're seven and five at home and two and nine on the road. So would like to caught these girls on the road, but or or I guess at our place. But they're also they're they're suspect at home. Seven and five. They're one and two on a neutral site. Uh, trying to look at who has beaten them. At Auburn, Old Dominion beat them 89-77 on the Plains. Uh, scroll on down. Arkansas beat them 86-70 in Auburn. Uh, Florida beat them 83-63 in Auburn. Alabama beat them 75-48 in Auburn. So I don't think it's unlikely to beat this team at their home place. Mississippi State in overtime, probably one of their better performances of the year. 92 to 85 in overtime. Mississippi State beat them in Auburn. And then, of course, hopefully we're added to that list. March the 1st, starting off March in the right way. Hopefully, Tennessee goes down there and gets a huge victory. I think finishing on a, a nice little streak for the Lady Vols would be huge. A three game win streak to exit the regular season. Again, that would get Tennessee uh, to a nice record. And, and, and honestly, I don't know what it is, but there's something about 10 losses. You never want to get there. Now, granted, barring a national championship, Tennessee's going to get 10 losses. But you lose that 10th game in the NCAA. You lose that 10th game 
in the Southeastern Conference Tournament. I think that regular season stigma of 10 losses, like that's a thing. Like that's why one of, one of those three-peat national champions, that's why it's, a, it's kind of a big deal. They lost 10 games in the regular season and then turned it around and got it done. 19-9 on the season, 9-6 in conference play, 13-3 at home, and 6-6 six and six on the road. Auburn's matchup gives the Lady Vols a chance to be on a winning side of things in all categories, something they haven't been able to do the last few years. That's why there was a change. That's why there was a difference. And granted, has it always been beautiful this year? No. Has it been fun to watch sometimes? No. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I think they're in the right direction. They got the lady in place that knows what to do, knows why they're doing it that way, and will get them there if we'll give her time. Uh, turnover's got to get fixed. you got to play a little, little tougher brand of basketball. But at the end of the day, I like what's going on uh, with Coach Kelly Harper. But, again, Lady Vols uh, take on Auburn in Auburn on Sunday. The, uh, the tip-off time is 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And, of course, you can catch it on SEC Network. It's going to be on that whip around, so if you want constant coverage, you may want to check it out on the radio on the Lady Ball Network. Mickey Deerstone on the call. Um, check that out. And, and again, Lady Vols at Auburn Sunday, uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. But I'm going to jump off here, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep we're going to keep going with Tennessee. We're going to talk about Tennessee basketball, what they've got against Florida this weekend. What the you, you can't look at the remainder of the schedule. You got to look at what they're doing right now. And here's the deal: you got to do things right now that mean something because things are slipping away. Uh, young team, a growing year. All that being said, no postseasons a tough pill to swallow after one of the greater seasons in Tennessee basketball history. I'll talk a little bit about what they've got to do, what their chances are, and what they're going up against against those Florida Gators. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. and streaming at WKBL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rule King is proud to offer firearms and ammunition at the lowest prices every day in our stores and online at RKGuns.com. And if you're at the practice range looking for consistent performance from a 9mm round, look no further than ArmScore. A box of 50 115 grain full metal jacket 9mm rounds from ArmScore is just $8.99. Check out RKGuns.com for an amazing selection because firearms and ammunition will continue to be a part of an important American tradition at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. 
They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. As the demand for a more skilled and technologically advanced workforce has grown in Blunt County over the last decade, a driving force to get more young adults trained to work with our local companies and businesses is the Blunt Partnership. The Blunt Partnership has created working relationships between the public schools and industries to develop education initiatives that prepare an upcoming workforce with the skills needed for them to succeed and build a career. To learn more about these strategies, log on to BluntPartnership.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we move out of the first segment, talking Lady Vols, they've got Auburn this weekend, 3 p.m. start time on Sunday. Talking Men Vols. This Saturday, the Baller Vols have Florida coming to town, Thompson Bowling Arena, 2 p.m. start time on Saturday. The lone matchup with the Gators in the regular season. Used to be a two-time matchup. You get to go here 
and go there. But now it's a solo affair that they just come here and then we'll go there next year. But but Florida's always an interesting matchup. In the Billy Donovan, Bruce Pearl days, and now in the Rick Barnes and Mike White days. A different dynamic. I talk about it in football. I'll talk about it in basketball. Playing Florida is a different thing. It's not a traditional great game. It's not even a traditional good game (laughs) a lot of times. A lot of times it's tough. It's tough because neither one of these teams really care for each other. I remember last year, if 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 anybody remembers, we went down there, went to the O'Connell Center, and we win, and Admiral and Grant, and I think Kyle Alexander, I think they all start doing the chop as we walk off the, the court. Last year, a tough matchup that, that was a battle all the way to the end. I think there was some trash being talked from the, from the student section, and Grant and Admiral shut it up. Beat the Gators down there, and, and really – say this is where you need to be and this is where you're not. Loved that matchup. Loved that 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 response. Loved what Grant did. And you know what? Is it is it the classiest thing we've ever done? Probably not, but it's Florida. I mean, you fight fire with fire. Political correctness with people who don't understand political correctness, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like you fight fire with fire. But Tennessee-Florida basketball, a battle on the hardwood, uh, that that's going to come down to to this is a Florida team uh, that I hate to say it, but when you look at their their season, it looks a lot like Tennessee. It looks a lot like Tennessee. They're eighteen and ten on the season. Uh, they're ten and five in conference play. Eleven and three at home. Three and six on the road. And four and one at a neutral site. They've had games where they've lost uh, games that they thought they should win. Florida State got them just like they got the Vols. Basically. A very similar score in that matchup as well. UConn uh, beat the Gators, uh, sixty-two to fifty-nine. So a very tight matchup there. They lost to Butler in Indianapolis. They lost to Utah State. They've lost to Missouri, which that may be the ugliest loss on this schedule. Point blank, Missouri. Like honestly, Missouri would have to play better for me to call them garbage. They would have to play better for that to be what I think of them. They're they're terrible. They're terrible. I'm pretty sure. Get, take your pick. Alcoa High School, Maryville High School, beat them by 10. Bar none in the, the story. Joe Anderson may have 40. They lose to LSU in Baton Rouge, 84-82, to one they'd love to have back. They lose to Baylor. Uh, Big-time matchup there in Gainesville for, for the Gators. 72-61, to Baylor gets the best of them. Mississippi State beats them 78-71. And they lose to Ole Miss, another ugly one on the schedule, 68-51. to 17-point loss. Maybe they didn't show up. And then they lost to Kentucky just a few nights ago uh, by six. But in, re- in comeback fashion, Stephen C. O'Connell Center hosted LSU, and the Gators get the victory. 81 to 66 just Wednesday night. Tennessee at 2 2 p.m. start. They're they're in a situation uh to where they have a strong schedule to finish the season. Uh they have they have these Gators on Saturday. They have Kentucky and Lexington on Tuesday and then next Saturday noon tip Auburn in Knoxville. 
Auburn and Knoxville. Going to be an interesting matchup, an interesting stretch, but I think Tennessee can't get much out of the way of this Saturday's matchup with the Gators. If you look at Tennessee, uh, kind of give you a little, again, a, a little cover on what their schedule is. 15 and 13 on the season, 7 and 8 in conference play, 10 and 5 at home, 3 and 7 on the road, 2 and 1 at a neutral site. Their last few games looks a lot like this. Arkansas gets the best of, of the balls, 86 to 69, just Wednesday night. Auburn, last Saturday, uh, took took down the Volunteers 73 to 66, and their last victory came on February 18th, a Tuesday night game against Vanderbilt, a 65-61 contest. Tennessee's got Florida here Saturday, and then Kentucky and Auburn, but you gotta you gotta stay on Florida. And I think you look at it and and what does Tennessee have to do to beat the Gators? I mean, I think that's that's what people want to hear. That's what we need to talk about. How you beat Florida is you need John Fulkerson to be John Fulkerson a month ago. You need Jordan Bowden to be Jordan Bowden right now. And you need Santiago Vescovi to not turn it over ten times. That beats Florida. This team is that close. People think, well, you know, when we get these young players, we're going to have all this depth. We're going to have all this. Eve Pons is in the in the in the running for one of the better defensive seasons in the history of Tennessee basketball. We've got young freshmen. We've got young players who are doing what they need to do uh, to get better. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who's unheralded, but I think is probably going to be next year coming into this deal a a vocal leader on the floor for Tennessee. Devontae Gaines. Look at this kid. He's not he's not thick enough. He's not tall enough. But boy, he'll scrap with the best of them. Now, is it a little overzealous from time to time? Does he get fouls he shouldn't get? Absolutely. But if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail at 100 mile an hour. Like it's going to happen. And that's what Devontae Games brings to the to the table, and I think that's why he gets more minutes. That's why he plays a little bit more. Now, there's some things to be said about Josiah Jordan James. You know, how do we fix that? How do we get his shot better? You know, how do we get him to take better shots or, or pass the ball or, or what have you? Oh, if six ain't going to cut it. But I think you just, you just got to lock down and do what you do well and just don't do what you don't do well. You know, Santiago uh, gets a little loose with the basketball when he tries to thread the needle. Don't thread the needle. Sometimes I see perimeter passing uh, just over and over and over. Get it in there. Feed it up top. Don't try to throw it at their ankles. It takes, a, it takes these guys a long time to get down there. And so I, I think I think against Florida, they're they're gonna they're gonna shoot. I mean, that's a that's a Mike White offense. That's a Florida thing. I don't think from Billy Donovan to Mike White, that changed a ton. They still shoot the basketball beyond the arc. They've got their shooters. They've got a good guard play, and, and that's where we're limited. Uh, we've got a very young player playing point guard for the majority of the game, and we've got very little upperclassmen leadership. We, we don't have a lot of vocal players. I mean, as great as Fulkerson's been all year, as great as Eve Pons has been all year, watch a timeout. You don't see those guys talking. And that's a problem. But the thing is, is that's where when you don't have an on-the-court leader, you have to have a baseline leader. And that's where Rick Barnes got to come in. He's got to step up. He's got to make this thing happen because losing to Arkansas is not going to fly. Florida, Kentucky, and Auburn, 
those aren't going to sting quite like some of these losses he's taken. The A&M loss, arguably one of the more ugly losses on the season. The Georgia loss, an ugly one on the season. But the rest of them, you, you played really good teams, and you played pretty tough. You just had some youth that showed its ugly head. But I think this weekend you've got to, you've got to put that stuff to bed. No longer are these guys freshmen. I know Vescovi. I know Plovsic. Uh, they've played probably cumulatively two months. They've been, they've been practicing a long time, though. These, these guys are dang near sophomores. they got to play like it. And Tennessee's got, got a lot to, to, to look up at. They've got a lot that they need to do. They've got a lot of holes that Florida's going to expose. But I think Tennessee's got to dig in and understand what they can do well and do those things and not try to do the things that have put them in a tough spot uh, for the postseason to this point. Like I said, Tennessee sits at 15-13 and 13 overall. To be eligible for a postseason, 500 record is required, so they must win one of these last three games. Which one is it? I don't know. If I had to pick, I mean, I don't know that I could pick. I'd love to go to Rupp and win, but I'd love to beat Florida this weekend. So if they could just give me both of those, we'll we'll take Auburn however it comes. But I, I think you play this game not worrying about what Kentucky looks like, not worrying about what Auburn's going to bring because you don't – it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Florida's got to be the number one. And I think Rick Barnes, they haven't gotten much out looking ahead of people all year because – just quite frankly, they're not good enough to do that. But I think at the same rate, uh, you've got to lock in and, and understand, empty the cup against Florida. If that's good enough, good. If it's not, good. Empty the cup in Lexington. If that's good enough, good. If it's not, okay. And then when you come home to play Auburn, you know what you had at Auburn and you let it get out of your hands, put it on them and don't let up. I'm hoping, I'm hoping at some point this clicks and Tennessee does. Uh, a really good thing and runs a little bit here at the latter part of the season. But Tennessee, Florida, 2 p.m. start time on Saturday. Again, the Vols and the Gators, anytime it happens, hate fest is among us. But uh, let's see what the Vols can do. I'm predicting if I have to pick, uh, I'm picking a Tennessee win. Uh, I don't know why, but I just don't like Mike White. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, Knoxville's a tough place to play. I don't care who you are or what you're doing. And I think Mike White's going to bring a crew up here that feels entitled. They've watched a few of Tennessee's game and saw them be beaten by lesser teams. And they're going to be sitting on it a little bit. And then all of a sudden, here comes Tennessee. We string some things together. I remember a few years ago, we broke out the Smoky Grays and sent them home with about a 25-point loss. So let's hope that happens again. I'm going with the Vols, not by 25 but getting a W. We'll talk. We'll see if I'm right on Monday, but uh, who knows? I'm, I can be hopeful, right? Those orange glasses ride with me all the time. But uh, let's take another quick break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk Tennessee baseball. Tennessee baseball, big weekend, as they continue a homestand that's going to go for a minute. Come watch them. You'll be glad you did. And then we'll finish up today's show with XFL, what the weekend looks like there, and what are the big moments that could happen in week four of the XFL. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com, Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back.
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. To celebrate 100 years of outstanding economic progress in the Blunt County community, the Blunt Chamber is pulling out all the stops by bringing in America's number one corporate and private party band, Party on the Moon, to the new event venue at the Airport Hilton on Saturday, March 7th for their anniversary celebration concert and dinner. The anniversary celebration kicks off from 6 to 7 with a lively cocktail hour of music and interactive displays, followed by an outstanding buffet and three hours of non-stop performance by Party on the Moon, the 13-member band. No stuffy speeches, this live band has something for everyone. General admission tickets to the event are $100 each and can be purchased by calling 865-983-2241 or online at bluntchamber.com. The Hilton is offering discounted hotel room rates of $99 for members wishing to stay overnight, group rates of $500 for six admission tickets, and $1,000 table rates for 10 tickets. For detailed information, visit bluntchamber.com. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? IguaniFarmsGolf.com 970-7132 Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com That's K-N-I-G-H-T Shift Printing at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. Got something you're grinding on? 
Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As, as we move into a little bit more of what's going on this weekend, Tennessee baseball, 9-0 Tennessee baseball, 6-0 at home, 3-0 on a neutral site. We'll have a three-game homestand against George Washington this weekend starting today, 4 p.m. start time uh, for Friday's matchup, 4 p.m. start time for Saturday's matchup, and a 1 p.m. first pitch for George Washington's finale there on Sunday. Again, uh, can't talk enough about these Tennessee Volunteers. 16 home runs on the season, 10 players uh, with more with, with a home run in the season, and seven of their nine victories have had multiple home runs within the game. This season, you know, a lot of times non-conference slate, you're like, well, who have they really played? Tennessee has beaten Texas Tech, notably the number one team in the country when they played them. Houston the next night and number 25 Stanford all in a three-game slate that gave the Vols three big wins on this nine-game early season. But if you look at it this week, they've they've kept on more steam as Northern Kentucky fell 15-1 to to the Volunteers and 12-1 to was UNC's Asheville's fate just Wednesday afternoon uh, in Knoxville at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. But if you have a chance, uh, the weather should be really good on Sunday. I think it's actually supposed to be high 50s, low 60s on Sunday. Uh, 1 o'clock, first pitch. Uh, George Washington is the opponent. Get out there, check out the Diamond Vols, and see what you can do. If you miss that, there's going to be a midweek game next week, March the 3rd, Tuesday against Longwood, and then there'll be another three-game slate against Wright State uh, to finish that weekend, March 6th, 7th, and 8th. So you get that, check that out see what's happening there and then uh, Tennessee's last home game uh, before they start SEC play ETSU March the 10th 6 p.m. start time there at Lindsey Nelson so if you get a chance get out check them out like I said the uh, the diamond vols the base vols however you want to say it they have uh, done some work they've done some really nice things and uh, they're worth a watch get out check them out Sunday's kids day uh, kids 12 and under I believe get in free and of course, they have deals on their Tuesday midweek games. Dollar or two dollar Tuesday, I think, is what it's called. But uh, get out, check them out. Uh, you'll be glad you did. XFL, XFL 2020 uh, will hit week four this week. As the matchups look like this: Saturday, 2 p.m. kickoff, LA Wildcats at the New York Guardians. Another one of those cross national games. Uh, LA Wildcats get their first victory in week three. And the New York Guardians uh, still still kind of kind of finding themselves as they win in week one and then have went on a two-game skid. They're one and two on the season, as are the Wildcats. One of these teams will get to match uh, their, their, uh, their win total to their loss total after that matchup. If I have to pick, uh, I'm going to go with the Guardians. I just think they've had more negative 
uh, than positive lately. The Wildcats look good, uh, but sustainable has always been what I've seen the first three weeks out of the Wildcats. So we'll see if Norm Chow has them together. But I'm going with the Guardians uh, to get the victory at home. The 5 o'clock game on Saturday, the Seattle Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks. St. Louis Battlehawks, again, a surprise team in this league as as they – they have, they're two and one, and a four-point loss to the only undefeated team in the league is what their resume looks like. So I'm going to go with the Battlehawks over the Dragons. The Dragons have uh, they've been dragging. Uh, 24 to 12 loss in week three. Uh, they get the victory in week two, 17 to nine. But a Tampa Bay team that's been pretty rough, and then the Dragons fall to DC in week number one. So I think they continue to skid a little bit, and I think the Battlehawks continue to surprise. Give me St. Louis at home. So pick both home teams on the Saturday slate. Sunday, the Houston Roughnecks and the Dallas Renegades. Probably mine and Jeff McIntyre's favorite matchup of the year. Uh, I like Houston. I went with them. He stuck with Dallas. He likes the. Uh, I mean, he uh, he's a uh, he's a Steelers fan. So it was really shocking that they went any he went anywhere in the state of Texas. But uh, I digress. Houston Roughnecks, Dallas Renegades, 4 o'clock start time on Sunday. Um, may try to see if we can uh, get together watch some of that. But FS1's the place you're going to catch it. And in my opinion, this is one of the better matchups to this point in the XFL season. Week number four, game number three of the weekend. Houston Roughnecks, Dallas Renegades. Again, Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, check it out on FS1. I'm going to go with the Roughnecks. I think that surprises a lot of people. Not uh, but I'm going to go with the Roughnecks just because I feel like they've got uh, all the momentum. P.J. Walker, uh, what he's been able to do is is dynamic, and then ultimately I like uh, I like what's going on right there. But then on Sunday, D.C. Defenders at the Tampa Bay Vipers. Give me the Defenders. Uh, last week their first loss, and you could tell that they weren't interested in keeping that going. The Vipers are struggling. Uh, the uniforms is about where the good stops with that team at this point. And they're just trying to find themselves. But a 7 o'clock start time for the late game on Sunday, probably the latest start time of the season to this point. And uh, I think uh, they're trying to cash in on some of that Sunday night football timing, uh, D.C. Defenders and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh, wow. If you look at it, it actually the next week the Vipers and the and the Wildcats have a 9 p.m. start time. So it looks like they're getting later in the evening on those Sunday games. Probably a smart move. But we'll just see how it shakes out. But so looks like I, I switched it up. I went two home teams on the Saturday games, and I went with the two road teams on the Sunday games. Totally not on purpose, but totally who I feel like is going to win this game. I think it would if Houston can get the win, it further cements their standings and where they're going to sit in that in that uh, that West division. But it's a one versus two matchup right there. I think a loss right there. Of course, the the Renegades would have a tiebreaker there. But I don't think it sinks Houston's battleship as long as it's not a blowout. I think you keep things close. Both teams will have a lot to, to be said about it, and the top two teams in each division go to the playoffs. So I think you're you're playing in week number four of a 10-week season. You're playing for supremacy. You're playing for a chance to, to be that home field uh, in that postseason. But I think you look at it and you just play it the way you've been doing it the last few times. P.J. Walker knows how to win. And uh, I feel like they don't do things on defense to get themselves beat. We'll see how those two defensive matchup matchups look. Dallas versus P.J. Walker, 
and then Roughnecks versus Landry Jones. I think it'll be a pretty good matchup, one that you need to check out. But, again, that's the Sunday 4 p.m. start time on FS1. That's the matchup that I recommend you go with. But let's take our last break of the day, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little local. Uh, Regional tournaments start this weekend, and a lot of local teams represented in the region. And we'll tell you where they're going to be playing and what time and and maybe, maybe just where you can go to see it. We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair is coming up Saturday, March 14th, 2020 from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center, 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. And all proceeds support the Alcoa Kiwanis projects. The appraisers are CaseAntiques.com. So bring your coins, gold, books and documents, guns and military items. And they will be purchasing gold, jewelry and coins. Appraisals for individual items are $5 each. General opinions for large collections, $15. And chili lunches will be available. It's the Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair, Saturday, March 14th, at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center at 202 West Labar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. For more information, contact David Duggan at 865-984-6551. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Did you know most employers consider soft skills as important as the skills it takes to do a job? Soft skills include things like attitude, communication, teamwork, motivation, and time management. You can take your career to the next level by taking free soft skill classes at the Blunt County Public Library. Find complete class schedule and registration information at www.bluntchamber.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
and welcome back inside the Property Squad Studios at WKBL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. As we finish up today's show, got about 11 minutes to go here till the top of the hour. Want to talk a little bit about local. Regional tournaments for basketball is upon us, and a lot of local teams involved, and a lot of local teams need some recognition for doing just that. We'll start with AA. We'll start with the ladies as Alcoa has made it to the regional, they will host Union County tonight at 7 p.m. It will be at Alcoa High School, of course. And if the Lady Tornadoes were to advance, as they look good and should advance, Union County is usually a pretty good girls program, but they're number four seed out of Division Three. Alcoa represents Division Four, District Four, number one seed. So if they were victorious, they will move on to Fulton High School, where the, the region is held this season. And Gatlinburg, Pittman, and Kingston will vie for the, the who will play the victor or of Alcoa and Union County. So Alcoa ladies will play Union County tonight, 7 p.m. start time. Uh, and again, hope to advance to Fulton High School in the regional round. On the boys' side of things, Alcoa also hosts their, their District 4's number two seed. Uh, they will host District 3's number three seed, Pigeon Forge, and an opportunity to head to Fulton High School as well to play the winner of Carter and Kingston. Carter, the host school, as the District 3 number 1 seed, uh, hosting Division 4's number 4 seed, Kingston. So, again, we want we know what Alcoa can do against Kingston. Uh, we hope the best for them because it's a good path for the Tornadoes. But, again, Alcoa, Pigeon Forge, that will be tomorrow night, Saturday, February 29th, 7 p.m. start time. Again, get out there at Alcoa High School. Two great games uh, right over here across the across the city line here uh, so you can see some really good basketball. On the boys' side of things, uh, in AAA, uh, a little – or on the girls' side of things in AAA, uh, a, a few more representatives uh, from, from Blount County. As we scroll right on through, you've got Heritage going to be on the road at Oak Ridge as the D- District 4, number 4 seed – uh, heads to number District 3's number one seed, Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge will host, and it'll be tonight at 7 p.m. as well. And the winner goes on to Bearden High School to play the winner of Maryville and Clemson, Clinton. I about said Clemson. Uh, but Maryville, uh, District 4's number two seed, uh, will, will play host to the Divi- District 3 number three seed, Clem- Clinton. From now on, it's just cool. Because I can't say Clinton without thinking Clemson, so I don't I don't know why that is. But Maryville, uh, the host school there, as they just came up just short in district tournament, but they are the two seed out of District Four and District Three. Number three seed Clinton will come to town. So winner could be a Blunt County matchup to head to the to the to the championship round of the region. It could be Maryville playing Heritage, but Heritage is going to have to go on the road and knock off a one seed as they are at Oak Ridge. But again, the Lady Rebels uh, have a lot of firepower, have a Cincinnati-offered uh, lady on their, their squad, and one that uh, Danae Fritz, I don't know why her name escaped me, but Danae Fritz, if she can uh, can put on display what she's done a lot of the season, rebounding and scoring, uh, Maryville's going to be a tough one to play, uh, whoever sees the Lady Rebels next. But Oak Ridge and Heritage tonight at 7 o'clock in Oak Ridge, and Maryville and Clinton tonight in Maryville, 7 o'clock start time. You can check it out uh, on 
uh, NFHS. Uh, they got the the live stream there, and then we'll uh, we'll wish the best for the Lady Rebels. And then on the boys' side of things, hold on, let me back up. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's got it. Uh, on the boys' side of things, uh, also several Blunt County uh, connections there. As William Blunt will head to Oak Ridge as well. The boys, the District Four's four seed from William Blunt, will head to District Three, number one seed Oak Ridge tonight for an opportunity to head to Bearden High School. Uh, who would they see if they were to get the victory? The winner of the homestanding Bearden Bulldogs and the Knox Central Bobcats. So District Four. Uh, Bearden is right in line with William Blunt, but William Blunt has work to do tomorrow night as Saturday, 7 o'clock start time in Oak Ridge will determine the governor's fate in the postseason. Slide on down. Maryville District 4's number one seed as they won the district just last Tuesday night in Bearden. Uh, won a chance to go back to Bearden and play some more basketball. Maryville, the homestanding uh, host school here in, in the regional opener will host the Carnes Beavers, their District 3's number four seed, and they get a chance to go to Bearden on Tuesday night. But the game for Maryville looking ahead right now, Saturday at 7 p.m. start time, the Rebels and the Beavers right there in uh, in uh, Maryville's high school gym. Uh, and then you look on down. Let's see what we got here. Do, do, do. Where did I miss it? Anyway, anyway, a lot of good games to be played and a lot of good things uh, to see uh, on on this weekend. If you're if you're a Severe County uh, follower, they've got Tennessee High tonight. They're a Division District Two number one seed. They got Tennessee High coming to their place. If you're local, uh, Knox Central again will play Bearden to to tomorrow night. Uh, Farragut uh, will will go to Clinton and play those guys. And then uh, trying to look, that that seems to be the only ones out this way. Uh, but for this station, uh, go Tornadoes, go Rebels, and uh, let's see what we can bring home. And hopefully we're talking Monday about some more matchups for the ladies and the guys coming up next week. Because both these teams, uh, both these schools put out really good men's and women's programs, and uh, they're, they're vying for chances to continue that season. You need to win. You need to win one. Uh, here to get an opportunity uh, to have a sectional or sub-state opportunity and then let the chips fall where they may for some opportunities uh, to get to Murfreesboro. But we'll see how that shakes out. But right here at the end of the show, want to kind of kind of plug a little bit as uh, as the grind's kind of changing the, the dynamic a little bit. As the grind's going to step into March, as this is the final show of February, uh, we're going to try to change some things up. Uh, not necessarily from programming standpoint, but from branding uh, and we've contacted and been a partner with 42nd Street Marketing. 42sd.com is where you can check them out. Uh, again, a lot of great work's been done for a lot of local businesses. 42nd Street is no stranger to Blunt County as they're invested and ingrained right here in our local community. But now they're ingrained and, and invested in the grind. They're helping me with my branding, helping me with the show, and, of course, going to help me on social media and a website. But if you like what you're hearing and you want more of it, Check us out, thegrindonsports.com. It's a website that they are updating, again, in process, if you will, but a, a, a website that's going to be very user-friendly, going to get you to what you need to get to, and it's going to allow you to hear what you want to hear. So, again, uh, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 
Check it out. It has links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Music. All of those platforms is where we put this show on. We're, we're going to try to, in, in the very near future, up start a YouTube channel, uh, possibly do a little weekend grind, a little extra uh, on the tail end, some, something that will be like here and now, quick and quick and easy uh, for you to check out. But we'll, uh, we'll be updating you as we come along. But again, if you need marketing, if you need branding, use who I'm trusting. 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, uh, off McCayman Avenue. Get out there, check them out. Mike and the crew. Janice, who you're going to talk to. But uh, again, a great group of people uh, to get to work with and get to know uh, as they they really believe in what you believe in and they want what you want out of your business or out of your uh, out of your whatever your dream shall be with marketing. But but again, uh, if you want to check us out, thegrindonsports.com, click the SoundCloud links. Every show for the last year and a half is uploaded right there. So if you if you missed one or missed half of one, you can go back and check it out right there. But we're going to close out today's show, uh, a Friday edition. But again, a lot of stuff you can do this weekend. Stay local. Go watch Alcoa, Maryville, uh, William Blunt, or Heritage, uh, all in the basketball windows at some level. Check them out tonight at 7 o'clock and tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. But if you want college basketball, Tennessee's got Florida tomorrow at home, and then the Lady Vols will play Auburn on the road. You'll have to watch it from home, but uh, Auburn on the road to finish out their regular season. Tennessee baseball has George Washington in town. Three-game slate, 4 o'clock start today and tomorrow, and a 1 p.m. first pitch on Sunday. All that going on just this week. XFL, two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. So really, no reason not to grind out this weekend. A lot of sports to be seen, a lot of sports to be had, and uh, seems to be, knock on wood, maybe some decent weather to do it in. So we'll see uh, how that shakes out. But it's always fun talking. It's been another week, another month in the year 2020 gone. February has been too fast. If your birthday's tomorrow, happy birthday. You only get one every four years. But uh, we're going to grind on, we're going to grind out, and we're going to have a great weekend. But, uh, you know, I'm going to – Get us out of here, but don't miss top of the hour. Jason Swain and the Swain event and what is a block of sports from your source for sports, WKVL, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.